And I didn't really know who I was, not knowing what I looked like. Whether you're getting all the compliments in the world or you're not, we're all walking a similar journey and we're all facing similar just warfare about how do we learn to love ourselves from the inside out. Welcome back to the Dear Future Husband podcast, where we talk about all the things for not only preparing for the man you're going to meet and the marriage you're going to have, but also thriving where you are in this moment. We like to say that, you know, a husband's not just a gift or a prize, but it's stewardship. And so wherever you are, whatever season, you can learn to walk in that and do that well. I'm excited to bring on my friend. I mean, I feel like we are soul sisters. I know, but I realized I told him the second time we been together for easy i can't believe it so it's a lot longer for me so she came and visited this is nava by the way she is israeli she's beautiful just a a deep soul and if you don't know her already um you love to share around the essence of true beauty Mm -hmm. um around how the lord like leads us as women how that impacts our motherhood um Mm -hmm. being wives and a lot of women listening here uh, are in that season of singleness and if you see her you know if you're watching on youtube or if you are listening to the podcast uh, you just radiate beauty and what i would love to start with is um i know your name even means beauty and yes. this is going to sleep last night and i was like wait i feel like nava's name is really important to what we're going to talk about tomorrow and i looked it up in in hebrew yeah. and i was like well that just makes so much sense so women watching that either see you or just like want to be that woman of like, okay, before I meet the man, before I have kids, like I want to be a beautiful woman after God in heart. How do you, how is the Lord showing you how to walk that out? Oh, that's such a good question. There's so many layers to it because, okay, I think my whole life is something I chased. And there were little moments where the Lord was like, he taught me really what beauty is. And I think for so long when I was younger, I saw beauty as one thing and it always looked, it was always physical to me because that's yeah. that's what, what, what you're taught in school. When I was a young girl, we moved a lot as a family. Yeah. But um, I remember this was, there was this one girl that all the boys loved her. She was like the focus of everything. And all the girls wanted to be her friend. And I, I think little girl inside of me realized I have to be beautiful. Like I never thought about inner beauty. It was always about outer beauty. It was always the focus. And the older I got, I started modeling and the opportunities came. And I always wanted to become like that little girl that all the boys loved. And even though we moved and everything, I think that's what I always wanted. That's what I saw as beauty. Mm -hmm. And God had to, it was in my 20s when I really started walking with the Lord. He had to like really break down all these walls I built around what beauty was. And he had to build me back up again. So there's a lot of stories I could tell in between that. And there's a lot of photo shoots I was at where God just met me and he just met who I was. But um, one story that we were just talking about, okay, I want to share this because it was so powerful. So I was like early 20s. The Lord said, I want you to watch Snow White. So I was like, oh, I was single at the time. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, great. God's going to talk to me about our future husband because a lot of times I feel like the Lord will speak to me through movies. So he asked me, I feel like he asked me to watch that movie. So I started watching the movie. So excited. He's going to say something radical about my husband. Who's my friend. Yeah. Everything about it. And I'm watching it and it struck me. Like the the mother kept looking in the mirror 
and asking the, the mirror, who's the most beautiful of them all? And the mirror would say, uh, I guess her stepdaughter, right? Yeah. Uh, Snow White. And she just burned with jealousy. Mm. And uh, I feel like the Lord said in that moment, he said, you've been looking to the mirror for affirmation and I want to speak beauty into you. So it, it, he spoke it so clearly. And he said, I want you to take a fast with me. So I was like, wait, what? How, how am I supposed to fast the mirror? How do I get ready? How do I do anything? But God was showing me something so true. When I looked in the mirror, I was asking the mirror to speak back to me. And don't get me wrong. I'm obviously not saying mirrors are bad. But when you look in the mirror, a daughter is supposed to look in the mirror and say, wow, I look amazing or whatever. I radiate. Man, my hair is so messy. My shirt has a look on it, but I've been breastfeeding my son. Like it's a reflection and you can speak life. Yeah. Or you can look in that mirror and ask the mirror to speak back to you. And when, the, when you're asking a mirror to speak back to you, it, when you think about it, it kind of sounds demonic. Yeah. Just like how it was in that day. Like to all the my identity yes, and reflecting what I already know to be true. Exactly. Instead of looking and saying, wow, I look beautiful today. Mm-hmm. Or wow, like a pre, you know, those times you look in the mirror as a mom and you're like, wow, I didn't look in the mirror all day. How beautiful. Like <laughs> my hair is a mess. Man, I took good care of my kids today. You know what I mean? That moment of affirmation instead of a moment of asking a question. So the Lord, I thought the Lord was like, why don't you fast the mirror? And during that time, I realized that that was self-awareness month for for body image or something like mm-hmm. that. And so I was like, wow. So I messaged a bunch of my friends and I said, I'm going on a fast to fast the mirror. That's the person I'm like, if there's revelation, I call it oil. If there's oil somewhere, I want all my girlfriends to come with me. Yeah. Why go in there alone? You know, why go... There was breakthrough and freedom that God was asking, but I knew my friends were walking through it too about self-hatred, about, um, yeah, there's so much that that, that ties in. You know, I love that you share that too, because I'm honestly guilty of going on fast, knowing like there's times where I do it about twice a year um, consistently. But there was times like in college where I was like, oh, I'm going to fast and I'm going to do this food fast. Yeah. And it's for guys that like, yeah. I'm going to lose five pounds. Yeah. Is that the fact that you're like, we're going to fast. Yeah. Not food, but we're going to fast the mirror. Yes. Like it's stark and okay, there is an idea of let's celebrate and understand our body image, not for the fact of like looking different, not yeah. changing anything. Yeah. And really uncovering this is who I am. Yeah. We joked before the podcast, I came from a meeting and I was like, did you have time? Like, you look good, but did you have time? I'm like, I, I don't really 100% know what I look like right now, <laughs> but I find so much more grace and I make like just like comfort in this motherhood season so I think that what you're saying is like knowing who you are and having purpose behind the what this body is a vessel to do not just to look like something for someone else you have to like just revel in I am altogether beautiful I am fearfully made I'd love to know like what you walked away from that fast having a better understanding from oh okay so so okay so I started the fast and it was hard it was really hard. I never realized how many times I look in reflections, not just in the mirror, in car reflections and uh, when you're walking past things. Like I always was trying to see what I looked like and I didn't really know who I was not knowing what I looked like. Does that make sense? Yeah. When I did look in the mirror, it's if I didn't know who I was that day. And so even getting ready was hard because I had to ask someone <laughs> with everything in place. Like yeah, even trying to put makeup on or trying to like, it was such like, it was hard. It was a weird thing to do, but it was so powerful. So, so it was eight days and it felt like forever, but it was so powerful how many women I've had to talk to because they, 
I don't know. I during that time, actually, I was with long story short, I was with Lou Engel in um in in their team in Pasadena. So I was at a place where I didn't know anyone. So it was even more awkward because I'm like, I just met some, I just met friends and like the new friends. I'm like, hey, like. Is my listening with their phone? I get you out. This is really vulnerable. Oh, it was so vulnerable. And I'm used to, I'm a very confident woman and I don't ask very many times. And it really humbled me. After the eight days, I was at actually a friend's house and I looked in the mirror because I woke up that day and the fast was done. So I can actually look in the mirror. And Christian, it was the most beautiful thing. I probably start crying, but I looked in the mirror. I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, I had this moment, just me and myself, a word in the bathroom. I had this moment where I was like, I look beautiful. Because I wasn't able to look at myself for eight days. Like most people have never gone through that ever. Because that's just something we do when we get ready, brush our teeth. Like we're always looking at ourselves. So I never had that moment to step away from myself to actually look at myself. I remember one time I was laying in bed and the Lord uh, was like, start blessing yourself. So I just started, I was laying in bed. And I started blessing myself and I started like from my toes, my legs. And I realized I had literally cursed every part of my body. Mm. And because I see it like this because I didn't actually curse it. But I said at one moment, I was like, I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't. And I went through my whole body laying down and just talking to the Lord about it. And it was every part of my body. And what's crazy, Christian, is like I my whole life, that's been a focus. Like that's what people say about me. Most people, when they meet me, they talk about the outward probably for you as well you're so beautiful you're the most beautiful girl i've ever met like people say those words all the time that's who you become and even though those words were there i still inside like people didn't know the struggle inside that i was facing and so it's interesting how like whether you're getting all the compliments in the world or you're not we're all walking a similar journey and we're all facing similar um just warfare about how do we how do we learn to love ourselves from the inside out? Yeah, and that moment was so powerful. When I looked at the mirror and I was like, wow. And I never had a moment like that. Only moments were like, you know, when you're getting ready for like an hour, you put this and you that or yeah. Or like something a scenario happens and like you've you're just pumping yourself up. Yeah. But just like, or like an wrong. achievement, like a dopamine yes. hit rather than like a true I exactly. Exactly. And I think it's worth noting here, like it someone watching could say, well, of course, Nava got that compliment, or of course she looked in the mirror and thought you were beautiful. But I saw something not too long ago, honestly, quite random. It was probably like a year or two ago where someone was talking about we're at a place of not being able to actually appreciate beauty because of comparison, yeah. robbing like what is actually unique about us. So we think that there has to be this level field where like people are getting work done over exaggerated because it's like, well, if someone's lips are this big or their hair is this long or something it all has to be equal yeah but beauty is not so much like what you're saying i look this way and so i'm actually able to be called beautiful but like god knit me in such a way where yeah. he heightens feature you make yeah. this feature different and yeah and succinct and um i think if we can get out of comparison one we won't have those moments of like cursing our body because we're thinking we're yeah enough and we can also actually look in the mirror no matter who you are where you look like even if you're a guy yeah, like my husband will look in the mirror and be like, I'm King David. Like, wow, God, you made me beautiful and full well. And, and sometimes I'm like, you are so extra, but I love yeah. you. <laughs> but like, that really is. Yeah. That's how he made us. Like, oh, okay, oh. you actually guided me. You put time, yeah. thought, energy into every detail. Like, yeah. I remember you said, uh, all of my siblings and cousins on my dad's side are like really tall. And I'm 
average height, which is great and cute and petite. And there was just sometimes where I'm like, just solely by comparison, yeah. oh, well, I'm the short one or I'm yeah. this. And you like push yourself that. Um, like there's nothing wrong yeah. oftentimes with the things that we disqualify yeah. ourselves. There was so much that happened in that season. I used to wear hair extensions all the time. It was just funny, right? It was so funny. Her hair is so long. You get really long, thick hair. But you know what? It wasn't like this before. And I used to wear hair extensions. I didn't used to tell people that I had hair extensions. When someone was like, your hair looks brief, I was like, oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Which, granted, you can because you've styled it. And you don't, like, if someone tells you something, you don't. I've styled that hair extension, I guess. But I feel like it's crazy to think now. And it, I love hair extensions. I love that girls use hair extensions. It's helpful. Some people have thin hairs and want thick hair. But it's crazy to think that that was something that was so hard for me to give up. And a moment where I really found myself was when I got rid of my hair extensions. Because for some reason, I found so much of my identity in the era. Yes. And you know what? I put it aside. I remember. I'll never forget. Put it aside uh, for a season. I was like, no, it's just going to be there. Sometimes I'll use it. Sometimes not. And again, this is okay. This might not be someone else's crutch. So it doesn't matter. I'm not at all saying extensions are bad. But what I am saying is that my friend, my friend was like, no, we just need to throw them away thank god for friends like that <laughs> she was like this is something that's holding me back and you need to go throw it away and i remember i was like but i can't i, I mean i can't this is how i feel beautiful this is how i feel confident and uh she was like no you need to throw them away so i was like okay so she stayed with me on the phone and i went to the garbage can outside and she threw them away and i was it was so hard i remember and it took so long to figure out who i was but God met me in those moments and he was like, I can work with that because it's giving me something. Yeah. Because you're actually not just saying, I want more of you. You're actually opening your heart by by doing an act that opens you up for the Lord to be able to actually come in and heal whatever that place is that you're finding your identity in. So I feel like when I think of beauty, I always think it's a bottomless pit. You'll you'll never be able to fill it. It's it's a chase that you'll never the compliments. I remember there were compliments where someone would start saying your, your fault wasn't good enough because I got used to, I wanted to only hear you the most beautiful girl. And so then when someone just said, wow, you're so beautiful, it was like, and shock it. Yeah. It was so, it was such a place of like, but I don't want to hear that. I always wanted to hear I'm the most beautiful and I'm the most beautiful is not, it's not sustainable. Right. It's not what God called us to the, that chase. And the moment you actually put that chase down, you're like, God, I want you. I've seen girls just radiate. I thought it happened to me. I think it happened to me. Like, I really feel like when I let go of that, and I was God, I trust you, because I had this thought. I was like, oh, if I start running after the Lord with all my heart, I won't be as beautiful anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like this lie that I believe at the end we put there, like, I won't be beautiful if that's not my whole world. If if I stopped trying to always be this person, and I saw pic- the Lord showed me this picture, and I was running through a room full of like pedestals of myself. It was like the China doll, whatever. But it was me, like rows and rows and rows of me. And I saw myself running and just throwing them down and breaking them. And I was like, God, I want you to have that place. I want you to be the one I look up to. And I can't sustain this because it's literally choking me out. Being so worried constantly about the way I look and needing to be perfect. And perfect is just a it's everyone's taste is different yeah you know, and not gonna be yours to everyone you don't have to and that's what's so beautiful mm-hmm. 
And so the, the beauty of seeing so many different women that look so differently, you can't compare because everyone is so different. So it's such like a beautiful place of finding the Lord in that space of like, I don't need to be everything for everyone. Yeah. And I always get asked if I've gotten anything, any work done to my face. And it's, and obviously always about my lips. I'm like, no, it's just the way I do my <laughs> lip liner. There's creative ways to do a tutorial. About the concept of none. Never got anything done to my face. But you know what? In a world where women we love get it done and women don't get it done, it's fine. You know, the Lord convicts who he wants to. I thought it was so important. The Lord kept speaking to me about that, about my mom and the way she never got anything done to her face. And I don't want to get anything done to my face. It's hard to say never because we live in a world yeah. where that's, you go very worried as I never when he's appearing in this beautiful and yeah. the inevitable of like aging and having children. Yeah, it changes you. So I, I mean, I love that that's your conviction. We need to be rolled out so to younger women. Yeah. They need to see both. There's, I'm not judging people for getting things done, but I'm also, I also want to be a voice for women that don't get anything done. There has to be a balance, right? Yeah. And I think treating it not like an escapism or if I do this and maybe something and I think I'm beautiful. That, yeah. That's to me the biggest danger. Yeah. Just like turning to things that are not of God to sustain something that's supposed to come from God. Yeah. And I know where this has been a great episode of We Could Just Gates Up. We can I do want to highlight oh, the thing I want to end on is the dream you have of smashing pedestals of yourself. They're the way I start um, the chapter of comparison in the book is talking about like how we played with Barbies mm. and like putting them on a shelf. And I think this idea of the beauty standard you come to what is the most elevated version of womanhood, of beauty. Um, I think honestly, like two of a lust of like what do men crave and like how can I beat that? Yes, one hundred percent. And the revelation I saw was like we got to stop looking upward to like well how how high can I climb? Yes. to feel yeah this high within myself and just like like you said in that dream, smashing them, like breaking up with that idea of I'm going to achieve this, mm-hmm. and just knowing there's something innately yeah already put into me yes. that is worth discovering yeah and. You know, again, you look at Nav and she's beautiful. And even women that we see as beautiful that we would likely compare ourselves to, yeah. have to go on that journey. And I think it's, it's intentional. So if you were feeling this tug of, oh, I want to discover who I am in Christ, I want to feel beautiful with or without a mirror, I would invite you to go on this journey yeah. and um, just invite God in that space. Yeah. Because he's going to just steward anything that you give to him. Yeah. And, um, yeah, the verse that just sits with me as you talked is like, less of me, more of God. Mm. And I'm not quoting it exactly, but yeah, the way you've made space for God to feel you, you've had the deposit of more of him. Yeah. And I mean, can you, I'd love for you to tell people how they can connect with you more because you share beautiful words, but yes. Oh, can I say something? Yeah. Single people? Yes. Because I know a lot of girls, okay, I have one thing. I, I thought if I could say one thing to single women, to encourage them in their journey before, or if you're dating or engaged, I want to say, don't be afraid to pray for your future husband. I feel like so many times we hear, don't idolize praying for your husband. Yeah. And if I could say one thing is that we idolize a lot of things. If you pray for your husband more than you scroll on your phone, then maybe you've idolized praying for your husband, but I don't think we'll ever reach meet that same amount of time that we do on our phone watching movies 
So if you're praying more than you are watching movies, or you're praying more than you're scrolling, then maybe you can see it as idolizing. But even in that, God created us for family. God's original design for women is to have a will. The enemy, I believe, stole a lot and, and made that so awful for some women. But the original design is for that. That means that we were made to be mothers. And I'm sorry, but I'm so annoyed with people saying, stop idolizing praying for your husband. Or maybe stop praying for that in this season and pray for something else. No, no, no. Family is the most important thing that God created us for. And if you're idolizing it, that means you'd be doing it more than other things, which I doubt we're even doing. And if you are, then that's a good thing. Yeah. Your husband needs prayer. Yeah. Like I talk about this all the time. So I just want to say, if you've been told that, I'm so sorry. I'm really sorry. I want to encourage women more often to pray more for your husband. He might need prayer right now. Oh, amen. The way, maybe you can figure out a way you could pray where it's not, you don't know who the man is. Wait, God, give me. Yes. Maybe just in general, learning how to pray in the humility of praying for your husband every day because we need to be praying for them. Yeah. We need to be praying for ourselves to be ready for marriage because it's the most important thing. God created us because he loves family. Mm-hmm. He created us out of his own family to join his family to create family. So why are we so afraid of praying for our husbands? I hear so many women say this, and I'm kind of on this journey of maybe cleaning a little bit of that mess up, of like idolizing praying. No, pray. Yeah. And if you think you've prayed a lot, you have it. We have it. I have it. We need to pray more because this is an important topic. And who knows where your husband is right now? I'm sure we're just doing a second episode <laughs> on this. It's so... We should. I was like, I get so fired up. There's so much more I can say. Oh my gosh. Okay. Ending this episode with saying, we might be coming back to you with a whole yeah. episode on this, but thank you for sharing your heart and thank you for listening. I know there's especially if you dealt with comparison or shame, there might be a voice in the beginning saying, don't listen to that, or you're not in that category. No, this is an invitation to be the most beautiful, authentic version of you. I believe you are worth that investment. So subscribe, send this to someone that can benefit from it. We'll see you next time.